It's November the 26th, 2022, and this is episode 924 of Tips from the Top Floor. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top, all right, from the top floor. Hey, long welcome, it's Chris. You are listening to Tips from the Top Floor, the longest running photography podcast on the planet. I am back and uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving and, and I hope you recovered from your food coma. Yeah, we, I, we we don't do Thanksgiving here in Germany, but uh, a few years ago I did have a like a proper Thanksgiving, and uh, yes, I did fall asleep on the sofa, so I feel you. Ah, good times. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, quick update regarding my hearing loss thing, uh, the lost frequencies on my right ear. Uh, they're almost fully back. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, <laughs> there's still some noise left, uh, some tinnitus, uh, mostly. And, and as I as I as I uh, have a professional background in audio, it, it's interesting because um, I could tell the 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 doctors and the, the technicians who did the sound measurements and stuff. I could tell them exactly my frequencies and stuff that was happening. They were quite happy that uh, sped things up. So I have a I have an 11 kilohertz. Uh, tinnitus which i've had for years it's just a bit louder now and uh, uh some minor 800 hertz hum on my right ear which uh comes and goes depending on who knows what i stress nah, not that much more than usual so i don't know um and yeah it, it's fluctuating so might be a few more weeks for me to to be able to say if this stuff is gonna stay or not. No one knows. Tinnitus is strange, and uh, but hey, it's it's all uh, at a very manageable level, and it's so much better than three weeks ago. So yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be just fine. Okay, big piece of news. Um, took <laughs> took a while. <laughs> took a while. You might have remember. Uh, you might remember the um, scouting tour I did in summer in August for the eastern european photo road trip um that's now that you can book it's open you can book now um just a quick recap for those of you who don't know um i will be doing two photo tours uh, a road trip style um from berlin to dresden to prague to vienna to budapest to transylvania um and that's the first tour and the second tour is the same in reverse so the first one starts on September the 2nd, 2023. So that's next year in September, uh, the 2nd, and ends on the 11th in... So it starts in Berlin, and it ends in Transylvania on the 11th of September. And uh, the second one starts on the 14th of September in Transylvania, and we'll go all the way back to Berlin and end there on the 23rd. So both of them are 10 days long. Both will see the same cities and both will take place in my tesla model 3 which yeah is it's it's a it's it's an electric road trip and um the main reason i did that in summer was to well first of all to, well two main reasons first of all to see uh some of the sites that i hadn't seen or some of the cities i had never been to budapest before so um i I definitely had to check out a few things there and I needed to see if it's feasible to do this in an electric vehicle, which 
Uh, turns out, yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's easy. It's there's nothing to it um, whatsoever. And uh, just just a few questions because I have received questions from some of you. Um, the tour will take place in that 2021 Tesla Model Three. Um, it is one of the best suited EVs for long distance travel. The ride is very comfortable and the global charging infrastructure is really good also in eastern europe so uh we will be able to not just charge on like the the tesla owned superchargers but on pretty much every charger that's there so um no range anxiety whatsoever uh charging stop lasts uh, on average i do have logs <laughs> i took i took uh notes uh charging stop lasts on the long trips with a fast charger lasts on average about like 20 minutes 19 minutes i think and that every two and a half to maybe three hours so it is perfect for a short uh, pit stop and to stretch your legs um the size that was another question how does the size work of the model 3 um let me put it this way if you haven't been in one it's a tardis it's bigger on the inside it, uh, it they, there's there's no engine right so um the it comes with pretty much three trunks there's a normal trunk there's a trunk under the trunk like a sub trunk which is big enough for to hold like a like a, a carry-on luggage piece or something like that and then there's a front trunk in the front that also holds stuff um also the the uh the floor in the car like if you're on the back seat the floor doesn't have the gear tunnel so it's flat so worst case you can put a photo bag or or something on the seat in the middle and on that floor space in the middle that is not used so it's easy no problem um actually in summer i i did uh, some driving around with friends um that visited two adults two kids and myself plus luggage like big travel luggage for everyone and that was not a problem so i'm not worried about that part at all uh second question was why not a bigger model like a model y or a model x you could rent one for the for the tour yes i could but uh that's that was another reason why i did the scouting tour um to get a better idea about the like the streets in transylvania the parking garages the size of things you'll have to believe me the model 3 is perfect in size anything bigger is gonna be less fun for sure good balance of like flexibility of mobility of comfort and so on um yeah uh that is that's the main questions that i received regarding uh the vehicle and uh there is a secret <laughs> there's a bit of a secret url right now you can actually go online discoverthetopfloor.com which used to be the url it still is but uh, i have a special site set up with more details that i'll surface I i'll still have to work a bit on it but it's workshops.discoverthetopfloor.com so that's kind of the the new workshop website that I've been working on. Workshops.discoverthetopfloor.com. And that has all the details you can get. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, send me an email. Let me know if you have questions. Uh, one seat already sold. So out of those two times three uh, guests that can come, uh, one is already gone. And uh, I expect that to yeah to be relatively popular so let's see if you want to come um make sure you get on board quickly and uh 
If you have questions, shoot me a mail. Um, I'll be happy to hop on a quick video call to discuss uh, details. This is also, this is a very, this is like a private tour, right? This is a small, very small group. So uh, while I do have an itinerary, there is, it's easy to change that around and add interesting different things. And if you, I don't know, if you, if there's something specific you, you want to see or if you have questions and so on, um, let me know. I'll be happy to do a quick, a quick chat online or a video call. All right. Um, Workshops.discoverthetopfloor.com. Let's get into the uh, the three things I want to talk about. Two pieces of news and well, one thing to <laughs> to think about <laughs> made me think a lot. Okay, let's start with the news. Um, interestingly enough. Um, I don't know where that came from, but there is a class action lawsuit against Fujifilm right now because of the X-Pro3, which, uh, yeah, is, is one of the great cameras. Fuji, Fuji makes amazingly good cameras. Whenever I <clears throat> I teach someone uh, and they have a Fuji, they are usually, it's not the first one. They keep going back to Fuji. The haptics are amazing. The, the image quality is great. They have these great film simulations from their well, film stock from the Fuji, uh, different Velvia and Provia and what's on uh, stocks. Um, uh, but the X-Pro3 seems to have had an issue. Apparently, there's some ribbon cable in the camera that wasn't reliable. And the class action lawsuit is about them advertising reliability. Well, this is something about, something about the American legal system that I, I don't know, uh, that, I'm, that I don't fully understand. Anyway, a second piece of news, uh, Panasonic is going to pivot in some respect. And uh, we're talking about, of course, we're talking about their compact cameras, like the LX series, which, like the LX10 or the LX100 or Mark II. Um, they've been great, great still cameras. But uh, in, a, in an interview, their CEO, what's his name? Akira Toyoshima. Uh, said that the company is shifting away from some of those uh, cameras and uh, they want to shift towards video and <laughs> and towards portable TVs. Okay, let's... We'll talk about this later. The video part. Um, not very surprising. The smaller cameras, I mean, they've been under constant um, pressure from, from smartphones, pretty much. That's... Yeah, it, it's it's the predictions that I had and many others had when the smartphones started becoming better in terms of cameras, uh, bigger manufacturers, and all of them, all of them are shifting away from compact cameras. There's no market anymore. Uh, the smartphones have taken over there. Uh, and for a good reason. They're good. <laughs> they are really good. Um, so that's not surprising. Um but uh so so, so Panasonic is, is wants to wants to shift more attention towards i think that i think they mean the gh series which still this weird type of hybrid the gh series is um it, it's a still camera first and foremost but of course it's not everyone uses their amazing video capabilities so the video has been um important but they still in the form factor of a of a still camera and they still yeah it's it, there's a whole ecosystem around the GH series now, and um, Panasonic, I think, should put 
even more uh, even more focus on that. So that's the right thing. The other thing from that interview is the is this television thing, which is really interesting. So um, the CEO said that uh, here's a quote from the interview: "We will deliver new value by adapting TVs to people's actions, such as allowing people to carry TVs around and instead of gathering around them." Uh, I don't know the time frame, but in the future, this type of TV will likely replace existing TVs. Huh? <laughs> what? All right, so we are in, we're in the middle of a of a transition from like f away from television. the The actual television, yes, there are TV sets in people's homes. I know, but. Um, there's an entire, at least two two generations growing up right now that that have a TV, and that TV is called their phone, and it's in their pocket, and it's they carry it around, and they don't gather around it. It's a it's a media consumption device, and um, even even if some people still have the TV set on the wall and watch it there or have it on i know in the in the states for example that i've seen a lot of households where the television is constantly running somewhere in a corner um but uh yeah the times are shifting and if we look at developments in the ar vr field there in, in, within a few years from now that those will all turn virtual You'll have as many TVs on as many walls as you want uh, in a virtual form sooner than you think. So that that reasoning that that people don't want to gather around TVs anymore and want to carry them around that is already reality. And I don't think that a new TV product is going to change that. So I don't know. I don't know Panasonic. Anyway, okay. Here's the thing i actually wanted to talk about uh, for, for this episode when's the last time you bought a piece of kit and how much did you use that piece of kit because according to uh to a camera reseller mb mpb never heard of them before and a market research firm cint sintkind um according to these guys um the U.S. population is hoarding $650 billion worth of tech devices that they don't use. And that, that if, you, if, you, if you do the math, if you look at how many people are, are adults in the U.S., uh, that'll bring the average per U.S. adult um, of unused technology to around $2,500. Two thousand five hundred dollars in your drawers, in your in your cabinets, lying around that you don't use. And I'm <laughs> I'm a one hundred percent sure that I'm talking to exactly those people right now. You, 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 and you. I see that guilty look on your face, and I don't exclude myself here. Okay, I'm I'm part of you. I'm I'm one of you. I'm as guilty as they come. Probably more guilty because. Me, teaching photography, holding workshops, doing photo tours. I always always have a great excuse, a perfect justification. I need this for work. And it's tax deductible. 
Now, photo gear here is, is, is more expensive here in Germany than in the States. Um, our VAT is 19%. So that's a good chunk. <laughs> Makes me feel better about buying something. And of course, I do, I do use these things on workshops. Um, I'm just thinking about like the biggest workshop that happens locally here is the annual Abbey Workshop. Um, next year, that'll be including myself and Boris and Monica. That'll be a total of 35 people for an entire week in this old abbey now turned into like a, I think like an education, like an educational place. Um, 35 people Monday to Saturday. I will, of course, bring a ton of stuff like I do every year. Like really, I'll fill up. I'll fill up the Tesla up to the roof. Um, but uh, it, at least some of these things don't get much use during the rest of the year. Some of those things are mostly there for the workshops. Now, let's go back to those numbers. If you break out the 18 to 34 age bracket in that statistic, it goes even higher. From 2,500 average adult unused tech to $3,700 per adult between 18 and 34 in the United States. So, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a huge number. What are, what are the kinds of things that we have in our, in our cabinets, in our drawers, on our shelves? For me, I mean, I've, I'm, lo <laughs> I'm looking around here um, in my in my podcasting studio um lenses sure cameras uh, two professional dslrs and more more, <laughs> more not so professional cameras but still cameras uh several cabinets full of smaller stuff Like just, you know, just the periphery around photography, like cleaning stuff and filters and uh, tripods and uh, equipment to attach things to other things, that kind of stuff. And uh, seriously, I mean, I could probably live just fine with less than half of that. And by, by the way, having less stuff at your fingertips when you do creative work that's a that's a boost for your creativity every time i have i've i've had to be creative or let's say every time i had to do creative work and i lacked something to make it happen i that's that's what boosted my creativity that's what got me thinking hey i'm thinking outside the box wow i need to get this result how do i achieve this without my super magical xyz thingy machine whatever yeah so having to think outside the box yep that's a good thing oh, sometimes i mean if, if you if, if it's your job yeah of course you want to have your have the tools for it but if it's not then less gear makes you more creative so yeah i'm I'm seriously thinking about what could I ditch? What is not really that necessary? And what would still allow me to do what I want to do as fast as I need to do it and hold the workshops and not uh, be in the way of those? So, yeah, that would free up quite some space. That would free up... Also, that would free up mental space too. Because the 
the more things you have, the more you'll have to keep track of the stuff you have, the more you'll have to manage, the more you'll have to keep clean, to handle, to, I don't know, ultimately forget. I do remember situations where I bought something because I either forgot that I had it or it was in a camera bag, in one in that third camera bag back there that I didn't fully empty out the last time I used it. And uh, I had, at one point, I had two, two 50mm 1.8 Canon lenses. The... Yeah, the plasticky one. I had twice. I had that twice because I thought I had it. I'd left it somewhere on a workshop somewhere, and of course I didn't. I found it later. So, yeah. And I, I, I can't count how many times I went. Where did I put X Y Z again? Is that upstairs, or is it in the villa showcase, or is it in a, one of these drawers, or is it one of those three photo bags? It's ballast. It turns into a burden. Anyway, back to the statistics. In contrast to all that hoarding, the average household in the U.S. spends around $500 on technology per year. Yes, I know, for us nerds, it's probably a bit more. But if you have a habit of hoarding unused technology, you could probably easily finance your spending by selling what you don't need. Especially as half the half of the U.S. population report that they have never traded in a used tech item to get a new one. Weird, isn't it? I've so I've sold stuff. I've 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 done several bouts of of like eBay sales and stuff. Yes, eBay is still around. So yeah, why not? Might be worth it. Anyway, here's what you can do. Let us all know. <laughs> Share your shame. <laughs> Go to tfttf.com slash hi. And let us all know if, you've, if you're one of those of us. If you're one of us. Let us all know if you're one of us. If you have an unhealthy tech hoarding habit. Uh, and let us all know what you're doing about it. I'd love to hear your voice. So you can, if you go to tfttf.com slash hi, you can attach audio, but you can also just type something in tfttf.com slash hi. Let's know if you are a tech hoarder. And that was it for this episode of Tips from the Top Floor. Thank you so much for listening. If you um, if you want to keep this show, uh, if you want to keep receiving this show regularly, hey, subscribe. Go to wherever you get your podcast and your podcast player of choice and type in Tips from the Top Floor. You'll find it. Click subscribe and then you get it every week or however often it comes out. Of course, you can follow Tips from the Top Floor on the Twitters at TFTTF Photo. That's TFTTF P H O T O. And again, drop your feedback for the show at tfttf.com slash hi. Write something, record something, voicemail. That's at tfttf.com slash hi. Thank you so much. If you can, of course, please support the show at Patreon, tfttf.com slash Patreon. That is, um, yeah, that's where where many of you support 
my little habit of podcasting and uh, it, yeah, it, it helps keep the lights on. I'm eternally grateful for your support. TFTTF.com slash Patreon starts at $1 per episode. Thank you so much. And again, if you want to be part of the Eastern European photo road trip from Berlin to Dresden, Prague, Vienna, Budapest, Transylvania, or the other direction in September 2023, go to workshops.discoverthetopfloor.com. That's workshops.discoverthetopfloor.com. Let me know if you're interested. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. All right, that's it for today. Go out and take amazing photos. Be extra super nice to each other. And of course, happy shooting. Little